The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Kate Shine. Kate is a comedian living in Ridgewood, Queens. Kate spent eight years in a relationship in her late teens and early 20s that ultimately didn't work out, but it wasn't until having a healthy relationship and seeing a therapist that she started to uncover the problematic parts of that first relationship. Hey, Kate, how's it going? Hey, Brian, uh, it's going pretty good. Yes, I yeah. know. I mean, I know we this is fake and we've already caught up, yeah. but now we're just pretending to catch up again. But yes. It's nice to see you, and thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's nice to see you as well. Thank you for asking me to do this podcast. Yes, um, I appreciate you coming on, and I know you have something you're excited to share. So what did you want to talk about today? Yeah, well, God, I feel <laughs> I feel weirdly like nervous. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my story, I guess, it's like it's kind of like a collage of stories um it's yeah it's a little like it's I wouldn't say it's hard to talk about but it's something that like I didn't think that I would be someone that dealt with it um and it wasn't really something that I realized that I had gone through until way later um is how I'll kind of preface this okay but uh yeah basically um so I am, I'm married to my best friend. His name is Zach. And, um, we started dating when, God, I don't, <laughs> we've been together for a long time. Uh, we got married last year and we started dating when, uh, I was like, I don't know. I, I feel like I was like, like 27 or 28 or so, I don't know, something like that. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So like later twenties where like later twenties, you've lived a little life, uh, still figuring things out that kind of world. Yeah. And we, and like, I, I'd gotten, I, I'd kind of like dated around, I'd been single for a little bit. Um, but I had previously been in like a long-term, like eight year relationship with, uh, this guy that I met in college when I was 17. Um, and so more on that later, Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> when Zach and I were, um, starting to get serious, like talking about marriage serious, um, and we'd been living together for a bit, there would be these times when this like, and, and like we were getting closer and our families were getting closer and I was starting to get close with his family. And I was just putting up like walls and the walls for me were more coming in the form of like anger and the anger would get directed at him and he would notice and he would ask me questions and he would say like who is this person like what is happening and it's like there's this side of you that I'm seeing that I, I didn't know and I like I love you I'm not going anywhere but I just want to talk about this like what happens like it's like all of a sudden there's somebody else driving the train and it was really hard to hear because I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of that and so I started going to therapy, um, and obviously a lot of stuff had to do with like, 
you know, the way I was raised and the way I saw my parents talk to each other. And there was definitely some stuff there for sure. But one of the biggest things that happened was I started to remember stuff about my ex-boyfriend. Um, so that's mainly what my story is about, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I start to like feel like my voice shake a little bit when I talk about this. Um, so I started dating my ex-boyfriend, uh, when I was 17 years old. And at that time I had, I just gone to college and I was, I just feel like I was like, so like young and full of life and just like excited. And, um, I just like, at the time this guy was, I thought that was like my best friend. And like, I thought, I thought we were so alike. I thought we were just like so in sync. I thought it's funny because when when I got on this call with you, I talked to you about how like Zach and I were very different and like a yin and yang. Me and this other guy, I thought we were very similar and very like both like very like fiery people. And I really loved <laughs> that Zach is very different than me. <laughs> um, I think balance is really good in a relationship is what I've learned. Um because this guy and I were very uh, similar in a lot of ways that I have learned are not great. But at the time, I was like, oh, it's so great. We have like the same sense of humor and we love all the same things. And I, I just never wanted to be apart from him. And I, I just thought like, this is it. Like, this is who I'm going to be with. And everything was really great for a while. And then there was this side of him that came out at times that was really scary. And I didn't usually see it directed at me, but once in a while, um, and I feel so stupid saying this, but like, I would see him like at a party, like be in a fight. And I remember really vividly, uh, at a party, him like, feeling like someone like disrespected him and he punched a guy and like punched a guy in the nose. And I was like the girl in the party, like trying to break up the fight. And I remember weirdly kind of thinking like, Oh, like <laughs> this is like a movie. Isn't this, <laughs> this is so like, I'm in like a college movie being like, babe, no. <laughs> and I, and yeah, I like, instead of, was, like, instead of having this, like, Oh, this is problematic. Like there's something about this that isn't great. You're like, oh, this is the type of thing that you see in a movie. Like you're, yeah. it's that weird thing of like you trying to be like, this is how I'm going to describe this for now or how like internalize this for now because I don't know exactly what else to do with this information. Right. Yeah. Like, like I was, I was a teenager. So I kind of thought it was like sexy and dramatic that like, <laughs> oh, like this is just the life I'm living right now. It's crazy. It's out of control. Like I just thought it was kind of like fun and, um, so I, I didn't think it was like a big deal. Um, but then there was a time later where like he was mad at me and he like punched a wall next to my face. And we were like in bed when that happened. And like that again, like I was like, I was like probably like 19 and that's insane. And I didn't remember that until like, I was out of college, graduated, like in therapy, like I had pushed that so far down that like, it wasn't even like, and I, I remembered it happening. I remembered when it happened, like it being this awful, horrible thing and crying. And 
all of a sudden it was like, nope, we're not dealing with it anymore. Um, but I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, I didn't talk to, like, I, I, I didn't talk to a girlfriend about it. I was just so surround, like, he was my person. He was my only person. I had some guy friends within, like, the acting department. I had, like, two girls I lived with who I wasn't that close to. And it was just all about him. And, and there was another time where a group of us were at a bar and I had, like, I had like awoken the bear. I had made him upset. I made him feel like disrespected because that was like his whole thing. He didn't like being embarrassed. He didn't like being, I don't know. Like there was, he, he had this like issue with like people looking down on him or making him feel less than. And somehow I had done that. And I, I tried to leave the bar and then I heard this sound go past my head and he'd thrown a pint glass at me and it had shattered a mirror. Whoa. Yeah. And like every, like all these people saw and I ran out of the bar and I, and I went and I got into my car and then he chased after me and he got in the car and he was like sobbing, crying, like he couldn't believe he had done it. And I was like, I remember just standing, like uh, sitting there looking at the steering wheel and just being like, how have I allowed this to happen to me? And then we just like drove back in silence to this off campus place that I lived and I, again, like took that, stuffed it down. This was, this was my senior year of college. So I, I was like a year younger than everybody else. So I would have been like 20 or 21. I, I hope I was 21. It was like in a bar. Um, <laughs> I am like, maybe I was 21, but, um, and I, I just remember <laughs> like that memory did not come back to me until I was like, in my late twenties, like it was just gone. And, and like people saw like people that we knew saw and nobody asked me if I was okay. Nobody was like, get out of there. Like, yeah, that, like, that's what I was going to ask you. Cause that like the first moment you talk about is that like a more private moment. And as you yeah. said, like you didn't share it with anybody, but that is a much kind of more public moment. And yeah, yeah it's like, I guess it's like hard, like, yeah. to ha- And maybe, maybe that's also something that like, I guess you're saying like, yeah, there's just things that you kind of put down. I guess there could have been a very, a, a, somebody said something and, and maybe at the time, again, where you were in life was just kind of like, oh, I, this is my person. I, this is, these are things that you just work through or, but I guess the thing that I, the thing that stood out to me in that moment is like, he gets in this car with you and then all of a sudden, like there's that shift, I guess, of like uh, ang- anger to sadness. And then are you just kind of like, I, I don't like. I'm scared, but I'm also like, I don't, I, re- I remember being really like him being, I, I, again, it was that like movie thing where he was doing the thing that was like what you see people in relationships in like, in like domestically violent relationships in like film and TV. It's like, it's like, babe, that wasn't me. That wasn't like, you know, I mean, that's like what he was doing. And I kept being like, this is literally what you're doing. And he was kept crying. And, and I was just like, and it was like, it was insane. Cause I was like, I'm the one that's supposed to cry right now. Like, and he was just like weeping. And I just, I remember just like driving back and like we got into bed and went to sleep. And then I don't know if we talked about it the next morning. Like it was just, 
it was so fucked up. And he was, yeah, he was just very like, and like, he never did anything like that to me again, but I saw him like getting fights with other people. And he had this way of kind of like getting angry at me. And like, I never wanted to like push him to anger because I knew what he was capable of. And he had directed at me, directed it at me in this way that like all of a sudden, like it it was a fearful place to live in. And then when we graduated and we lived together, I remember just being afraid of like, cause I, I wanted to, it took me like four years to break up with him. Um, when we finally moved to the city together and we lived with, we lived with friends. So that like made it like, it was like fun. And it was like, we were, we were here, we were all together, but I remember wanting to leave him and being afraid of like what he would do to himself. Um, because I, I knew that he was unhappy and I, I was very like scared that he was going to like hurt himself. And cause I knew, like, I knew he didn't want to be in New York. I, I, and, and like, I wanted to be here so badly. I was, I was happy here. And I just remember like being like, you know, I, and I, and I, at that point I, I had found a group of friends like outside of people I went to college with, I'd found really good girlfriends and I just had this support system finally. And it made it not easy, but it made it like easier to leave. And all of a sudden, you know, being able to just kind of like hear myself or like see myself through the lens of other people was just kind of like crazy. Like, yeah, it it was just, and then after getting into this relationship with someone who did not have this level of rage (laughs) that did not express themselves like that. Um, And so when I would have those like moments where I, which I, (laughs) I don't express myself like that, but like where I would kind of have like anger flare up and sometimes not even anger, but Zach will sometimes say like, sometimes you get like insecure that you're like going to make the wrong decision about something when it's like, we're going to just like pick where to go to dinner. He's like, it's like, you're afraid that I'm going to get mad at you. And I'm just like, yeah, like I was with someone for so long that I was like, so afraid to piss off. And it's like, it's like so stupid sometimes that I'm like, I like revert sometimes when I'm like in my head about like other shit, like work or like whatever. And then I just get like really insecure about like, Like my ex was so like, he would get so pissed at me about like, like what he was going to eat next or something. Like it was always like my responsibility to keep him happy. And so when I wanted to leave him, I was so like, what is going to happen? Like the world's going to end because I'm not there to keep him happy anymore. Yeah. So you weren't so much worried about like what was going to happen to you, but it was like, because Not of how all. much that it felt like he would, he, his happiness was tied to you. It was like, well, if I remove this, what will happen to him? Yeah. Like I, all the furniture in that apartment was stuff that either I bought or like my family like gave us and I left it all. Like I was like, I found, I had found the apartment for us. Like I furnished it and I left it all because I was just so like, I, I just, I like packed a suitcase and like, and then I just left. Like I just got on the train and just left because I was like, I just, I just couldn't. And I was like, you can have everything. You can have the bed, the dresser, the everything. Like I just was so like scared and I wanted, 
I was like, like, please like, just be okay. Just please. Like I need to get out of here. And I was so like freaked out. Like I was done being scared of him. And then I was scared for him. And yeah, like it it was a weird place to live. And I broke up with him when I was 25. And I think about that and I'm like, that's so young. Like that's a baby. And to have like that, like weight on yourself, like it was so like, it was so much. So, so yeah, much. And it, well, and it's like not even just the age, but like the at that point, the the kind of importance of that relationship in your life, too. Right. Yeah. Like there's that other element of uh, this was this huge part of my like a third of my life at this point. I had been with this person and like, you know, it seems like towards the end you were seeing kind of these moments where like, oh, we don't work together. But there is still that initial like. So much of what we, how we operate is similar and it's probably a hard thing to like slowly kind of get that out of your head or like train yourself away from that, I guess. Totally. I mean, I think when you like fall in, you have your first like big love, like it's, it's amazing, but then, you know, it's also okay that, you know, you, you can grow out of that person that you were, you know, which, which I, I did and I think he did too, but I think I was just able to see it and say it and he just wasn't there yet. And I like one of us had to, you know, be able to just, you know, break it off. And I I was more like in that place in my life than he was. And I tried to break up with him twice before I actually did it. So we just had like a year or two of just both of us being unhappy and like, cause he, cause he, I tried to have this conversation with him like several times. And was he just like, no, uh, we're good. Like just kind of like <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It, oh my God. It was miserable. It was so, so bad. Well, that must make that like you talked, you talked a little bit about the actions of when it, you moving out and just like taking a suitcase and leaving, but like the conversation to like make it stick. Was it just a part of you? That's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I have to like, have this conversation at whatever costs kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, the first two times I I chickened out and I don't really remember like how they like went wrong. But then like the last time, like I remember we took a walk, we lived um, in Harlem. We lived on central park North and fifth Avenue. And I remember that morning we had taken a walk around the Harlem mirror. And I remember we had just like stopped at this like bench. And I just remember sitting on this bench and I just remembered being like, I'm doing it. Like, like it's happening today. And, and then like when we got back to the apartment, like magically no other roommates were home. And I just was oh, like. Oh, you're still living with like the other people at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I remember for some reason, like the TV was on in our bedroom and out of Africa was like on mute, like, which like, I've never seen that movie, but I just like know what it is. And like, like now I can like probably never watch it, but it was just like playing on mute and, or like it, maybe it wasn't on mute, but I was like, can you turn that off? And like, he didn't turn it off. Playing while this is happening. But it like, it played while it happened. Like it was just down like all the way. Um, and I just like, did it and then he like went out for a walk and I uh like packed up all my shit and I like I had my I have an aunt that lives in the city and I had had dinner with her two weeks earlier and I was like hey so 
I'm probably going to need somewhere to stay like real soon. And then I, I called her. Um, oh, well, well, he, after I broke up with him, he was like, I need to go for a walk. And I was like, oh my God, I remember this, this just like hit me so hard. He was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I was like, I will not be here when you get back. And <laughs> he went for a walk and I called my aunt and I was like, okay, so that thing we talked about, it has happened. Um, I need to come live with you for like a month or so while I like find somewhere else to live. And then, yeah, when he got back, I was no longer there. I like got on the trip. I just like threw like as much clothing as I could fit into a suitcase and like just got on the train to my aunt's apartment and just stayed there. And the next apartment I lived in was one that Zach lived in. <laughs> and But did you meet living together or no, you met like We we knew each other in college, but okay, like gotcha. He was like two years younger than me and I like barely spoke to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, okay. But yeah, there was like an open room at the place that uh Zach lived in. And so we lived together as friends for like several years okay, before like gotcha. anything happened. <laughs> yeah. So that was like you moved out to your aunt's and then there was an yeah. opening in this apartment that Zach was living in that you moved yeah. into. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, that's pretty wild. Yeah. It's a very tumultuous couple of years. And and like when so I mean, I know you said that like it took kind of going to therapy to to make a lot of kind of these connections and, and look at some of these things that happened in like a different way. But like, I, do you remember kind of those, I don't know, those few kind of months afterwards and maybe like, yeah, just breaking away from, again, this, this person who was a part of your life for a huge portion of your life and kind of like what that process felt like, or just kind of what the, I don't know, the freedom of it or like how that felt just in the, in those afterward part like did you see him at all again ever again or was it just kind of like this clean break and I'm like moving on with my life we we definitely saw each other um he like can't he like showed up at my aunt's apartment with groceries for me because he was like afraid I wasn't gonna like buy food for myself like which it was very sweet and I think he kept like wanting to like try and reconcile I think he was like very like scared okay yeah yeah yeah, I I had to go back to the apartment to like get the rest of my stuff at one point. Um, and I, like, I remember it just looking like such a fucking like mess. It was um, my ex also like had uh, a, a drug problem. He had a problem with cocaine, which kind of, you know, put some things together. Um, and I remember show and like, I remember he was, uh, he hid a lot of stuff from me. Like he hid a lot of like, I I'm so, I'm such like a dummy about like drugs. Like I don't know anything. Oh, me too. Don't worry. Um, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on ever. So when we met, I was just like, I'm kind of uncomfortable. I just like, I don't, I don't know. I, um, like with that. So he's like, oh yeah, like I want, I, I, I'm not going to do it then. And he also told me like, he felt like maybe he had a problem with cocaine. So I was like, then I really don't want you doing it. Um, and so he told me he wasn't going to do it anymore. And then I came to find out like he had been like our entire relationship. He like kept like doing that and like keeping it from me. And then when I went back to our old apartment to get the rest of my stuff, there was just like Coke everywhere, like all over our bedroom. Like there was just dust like everywhere. Um, and I came to see him again. Um, they like him and our other two roommates had moved somewhere in Brooklyn 
and I went and I saw them and he was a mess and he was like, I, I have a problem and I need you to like delete my dealer's number and like flush all my stuff. And I did. Um, but it was like, it was like scary. And I was like, and I was like, I, I like, I felt like the worst person in the world because I was like, this is what I was like afraid of. I was like afraid that something bad would happen. And I, I, I was like, I know I can't like blame myself, but I also knew that there was like a part of me that was like, there's something else going on, even though like he was so good at like putting on the mask and like everything's great, like life of the party. And then he would have those moments of anger where he would snap. But there was also like that other thing where like he wasn't good at taking care of himself. And so like, that feeling of like knowing that like I needed to be there to keep everything really good and happy. Like I was like, that wasn't necessarily just a a story I was telling myself, like, and it wasn't okay. Yeah. The fact that it ended up kind of being true after you broke up with him, which like must've made the, the fact that you did have these like slight interactions with him must've made it even harder in those moments to be like, yeah, like I, not that I don't care about you, but I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of moved on with my life. Yeah, it sucked. And and I mean, and I was moving on. Like I was starting to like see other people. And I, I had, like I said, I had this like group of girlfriends that was really fun. So I felt like I could like go out and, you know, I, I was just trying to like enjoy my life. Although this was also like around the same time I was diagnosed with epilepsy. So I was like having a hard time with like a lot of different shit. Um, it it was like, I, like I did not pick a great time to, to do this. Which I guess feels like accurate of how life works, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. Like I, I was like, like ages like 24 to 27 could not have been worse. Like I, yeah, 24 was when I got diagnosed with epilepsy. 25 was when I ended an eight year relationship. Like it was just like, so it was all so bad. I just remember I was like, I feel like it was constantly raining for like three years. Did anybody else feel like it was constantly <laughs> raining? Like just also like sleet, really cold. Like and everyone's like, no, I feel like there was like, like some, at some point it was summer. I'm like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just felt like it was, I'm like, it was March for like three years, right? That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. And I, and I got like, uh, I just remember like looking, like I don't have Facebook anymore, but I remember like seeing some pictures of myself during that time. And I was like, so like, like just bones. Like I just couldn't like keep weight on. I was like, just a mess. And I was like, everything's great. <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying being single. I was like, oh, not good. It's not doing well. And then you talk, you start dating this person who's now your husband, Zach. <laughs> yes. And, but like, the, so you were living together, like, kind of as this transition period of your life is happening. Yeah. And like, was there a part of you that was just like, oh, I feel like my life is sort of together now? Or was there a little bit of like, I, like, I guess, how did it happen? And then like, where, how did you feel about kind of where you were in life at that point in time? Well, we were both <laughs> we were both asked to be on a sketch comedy team. <laughs> very, yes. you know, yeah, the, way the classic way we all get together in this small <laughs> the small New York City bubble that we live in. Great, yeah, the way all great romances start. Um, we were hosting this New Year's Eve party at our apartment, and um, our good friend Desmond was there, and Zach had already been asked to be on the team, and then. Um, Desmond approached me and was like, oh, we're doing this thing. You should come to this meeting. We're going to start this sketch team. And Desmond was already taking classes at UCB. And I had not 
delved into the world of sketch at all at that point. I was still just like acting and doing regional theater and I was just like happy to be included. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Like anytime anybody asked me to do anything, I'm, I was just like, yes, please. Oh my God. Just like more stuff, more friends. Yes. And we got along great as roommates, but we didn't see each other like that often. And then we were seeing each other all the time. So I developed this huge crush on him and I was like very much trying to keep it under control because I was like, not, like what could be worse? Yeah, this than, is the like, worst scenario to start dating somebody. <laughs> worst under- scenario ever. <laughs> and it, like, we just like weren't making it easy for each other. We would like drink bourbon in the living room every night. And like, <laughs> I was like, I just thought I was very much hiding it. And like our other roommate like knew a hundred percent. And he was like, I know what you're doing. And like, he was just like, you need to stop. This is going to really fuck up our whole roommate situation. You have to stop. I was like, no, like everything's cool. Like nothing, it's, everything's great. Nothing's going to happen. And yeah, like it was just like so obvious and like, uh, it's, it was, I remember just being like absolutely, uh, miserable about it because I was like, if he doesn't like me back, like I'm gonna like, I, to I was just in city. hell. Yeah, I was like, I have to, I, I have to move like this. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of like organically unfolded over time. And luckily he did feel the same way. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it yeah. all, it like, it all worked out. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, he like, like, I don't know it, we were in both kind of like a messy place in our lives because he had also gone through a bad breakup and like we, but I just don't think we saw each other as each other's like crushes at that point yeah and that yeah and then it was like five minutes later I was like oh wait you <laughs> and yeah it's it's funny how that works out <laughs> well it also feels like you were both in a place where you kind of needed to have a little bit of like that single messy time right and like as you were yes. saying you were saying yes to a lot of opportunities in the city and just expanding your world and it's like the the moment where you decide to go for it it feels like you at least had had a little bit of time to figure out like what I'm looking for, or like, you know. Yeah, and like, and in terms of like the sketch comedy stuff, like there is something about like, people see you like act so weird and like crazy. And I, I don't know, I, I think there's like a level of trust all of a sudden that you that you develop when you're like writing and performing with people that you do get so comfortable around them. And you're like, oh, if we can spend this much time together, like it does make you feel very like close. Yeah, you've nice. already yeah, one you're you've already lived together. So it's like you mm. know you know that world of each other and then yeah, yeah, you're like spending a lot of time with each other when you're just making dumb jokes all the time and just doing a lot of stupid stuff and you're like, "Great, I can have fun with this person in this weird scenario." And then if you're and then you're like you're still attracted to them, like it's very like it's very cool and weird. Yeah, and like every barrier has been broken and you're like, <laughs> yes, "Oh, great. Absolutely. I yeah, I'd still want to make out with you." So that's something. 100%. <laughs> And on top of all of that, I I had like several seizures in the apartment that we lived in and Zach was there and like brought me to the hospital because I also like at the time had such bad health insurance that sometimes I'd be like, no ambulance. <laughs> like, oh God. Say, yeah. Yeah. Would, Cause you're just, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is fair. I would like, I like, I had one of, I would, I would say it was the worst seizure I ever had at that apartment because I was like in the shower. And so I like Bart, when I came to, I realized what had happened and I was, I looked just really a mess. Like I had like two black eyes. My hair was like all matted down and, um, 
I like barged into Zach's room like with some clothes on and was like, help me. And he was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, I think I had a seizure. He was like, I think you did. And, but I was like, but I don't want to call an ambulance. And he was like, oh no, but please. And I was like, let's just like sit and like, it'll probably be fine. And then I proceeded to have two more. Oh God. And it's like, so the guy, like, uh, for some reason, like, I I still didn't want to call an ambulance. Um, So, yeah, I I still was, like, no on the ambulance, eh, because of... Well, yeah, because of us living in America, and just that's the decisions you have to make. It's so (laughs) fucked up. It's honestly... But luckily, we lived, like, around the corner from one, so he, like, carried me to one, and I can't, like... I mean, it definitely wasn't, like, the strangest thing someone saw in New York that day. But it it, it probably ruined someone's morning besides Zach's. Um, but, yeah, like, he truly, like, it's funny. Like, our wedding vows, like, in sickness and in health, I'm like, check, check. Yeah, you've, already like, done, you've already proven that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's really seen me, like, at my absolute worst. Well, yeah, and it's not only that, but then, like, as you kind of started this story, it also feels like he let you kind of learn both a little bit more about who you used to be, but like who you are and can be because he was like not afraid to kind of like jump into these bigger conversations around, you know, like your dynamics you had learned in your previous relationships. Yeah. And I like, I'm such a, like, I'm such a drama queen, which like, you know, proud of it, but I I can just definitely be like a like oh fine like I I guess like I'm like that so like fine I guess we'll just break up <laughs> and he's just like that's not what I'm saying uh, I'm just saying like this is something that is happening like we can talk about it and like we can work on it and I'm like oh okay I guess <laughs> that's fine I guess <laughs> yeah. we don't need to break up <laughs> yeah like I definitely like will jump into a really cute uh, defense <laughs> mode sometimes. Yeah, you're just going back to those like that that those like rom com tropes of movies that you were living out through college of like, oh, this is the character I'm supposed to play. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is what I what I've seen, what I've been taught is yeah, yelling is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it's all worked out for you in in the end. <laughs> we're getting there. It's yeah. it's a process. That's what yeah. I'll say. It's like it's it's this ongoing process. The <laughs> the work is ongoing. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this with me, Kate. Thank you. It's it feels this is a very nice uh, forum you've created. <laughs> yeah, if people want to find out more about like you or stuff you have going on, is there like can they follow you on social media or is there anything you got going on you want to let people know about? Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Kate Shine, and I have a show on December seventeenth at the Pit and. Another one uh, on December 21st at the Brick Theater. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Kate, for being on and sharing. Thank you, Brian. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced hosted and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, 
rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. Love Hurts.